Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth and said to him, follow me. And Matthew got up and followed Jesus. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, Jesus said, Those who are well have no need of a, of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. While Jesus was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at Jesus. But when the crowds had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. The Gospel of the Lord. The Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who annoys you? Sure, the people that you live with, or work with, or maybe even worship with, can annoy you at times. That's perfectly normal. But what kind of people cause you to roll your eyes, or inwardly dis? Today's gospel is a microcosm of why Jesus annoyed people and eventually got killed. Jesus calls Matthew to come out from behind the toll booth where he collects fees that aid the Roman government. Matthew is seen as an undesirable, a deplorable, using a term a certain politician probably wished she hadn't. To the rule following socially respectable types, tax collectors and sinners were more than merely annoying. You wanted to stay clear of them. So why would Jesus hang with losers? Is that the way to build a message? Is that the way to build a movement? Is that the way to draw people to your mission? So if your view of Jesus and your view of Christianity is sanitized, 
you're missing its edge. Because Jesus anoints people then and now. You can hear them sneer. Why does your teacher eat with such people? And the people that annoy you, think of them, where they live, perhaps how they vote, how they think. Would you want to sit down with them over a drink and have a conversation? One political scientist states that the divide in our country isn't just over the issues. It's about our feelings about each other. We are angry and we're deeply annoyed by each other. Republicans and Democrats don't trust one another. We often dehumanize people on the other side of issues. We think they're a threat to our country and we have little appetite to compromise our deep feelings. Now, those who study such things, one thing that helped people get over their partisan hate was watching a Heineken ad from 2017 called Worlds Apart. Surprisingly, beer is rarely, barely mentioned. So in this ad, three pairs of ideological opposites meet. An anti-feminist white guy and a leftist feminist woman of color. A climate change denier and an environmental activist. A trans woman and a man who thinks that being trans is not right. Each pair is left alone. They have some tasks to complete. They get to know each other while not knowing the purpose of the experiment, which is to see whether there's more that unites than divides. And during that brief time together, the pairs bond. They realize the things they have in common. And then the participants are invited finally to grab a bottle of Heineken, sit at the bar, and then watch a previously recorded video of their new friend sharing their annoying, opposing, often strident views on political issues. They are then offered the chance to sit down and discuss their differences or to walk away. To our surprise, the transphobe in the experiment realizes the military veteran he just complimented is a transgender woman. So he starts walking away, but then comes back and says, oh, it's just a joke. And the two end up sitting down to talk. It's a goose it doesn't solve all the problems in our country, but it is a small sign of hope. Jesus' so-called table fellowship with outcasts annoys the people who follow the rules, the religious people, the good people, people like many of us. 
after Matthew comes out behind his toll booth to follow Jesus, he leaves his former way of life. But look what happens. Matthew invites other questionable, disreputable folks to eat with Jesus too in our lingo to share a beer with him. Matthew doesn't abandon the other oppressive people. He invites them to meet the ones so compelling to him. And that is annoying. As one commentator puts it, to the religious folk, it's like Jesus is dragging God through the mud. I've not come to call the righteous, is Jesus' response. This is a clinic. If you're well, if you're together, I've got nothing for you. But just maybe you have something to learn about genuine wholeness. If just being good and just being pious is more important than mercy for others, you may actually be the sick one in need of help. For you see, Jesus' mission is to gather the ones who know their need, who know what it is like to beg out of desperation, or run to Jesus when a child is dying, or reach out and touch the fringe of his garment when their body is wrapped in pain or disease. It's the age-old irony, isn't it? We think the problem's the other person who annoys us. The other person, the one out of bounds, the other person who's self-righteous, the sinner, the one who's messed up, and then we find that our hate, our disdain, our indifference makes us in need of healing. <laughs> but speaking of being annoyed, God's annoyed. God's annoyed in today's reading from Hosea, as long as the people fulfill their ritual obligations, they expect God to shower goodness on them like the springtime rains. But God mutters, annoyed and exasperated, your love is fake. Your love is fickle as mist. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. All right, you get three words. Three words to describe God. Think of them. Now, if we had an app, and if, if we had a screen, I could project them, and we could do a word, cl word cloud, or I could come down with a microphone like a talk show host, but seriously, just think what the three words are. And I wonder if some might be things like love. Unity, peace, welcome, unknowable, mystery, just, merciful, kind, forgiving. How many of you had at least one of those words? Mmm, a lot of you. Tell me the ones you had if you didn't have any of those. I'd add my favorite word, energy. I wonder what atheists and agnostics and those estranged from religion might name. Judgmental? Patriarchal, warrior, unfair. Any of you have the word annoying for God? There's a wideness in God's mercy. God's love is so expansive, 
so inclusive, so imaginable, so full of grace that we can barely take it in. In fact, to our rational minds, it is so indiscriminate, it is downright annoying. Until we realize that we too are the sinner in need. We too are the ones so annoyed by others we fail to look at ourselves. And then, and then we are happy to be in that motley group that Jesus calls to follow him. And then to be invited to sit down at table with him, to share some bread, to share some wine with a slew of people more like us than we could ever know. Amen.